coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California. I'm Anne. I'm Karen. I'm Katie. And this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club. Right. Hi, kids. Hello, hey. everybody. Happy March. <laughs> well, today is um, the beginning of Purim. If, oh, if yeah. That's your thing. And then tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Woo-hoo. If that's your thing. I know but it's your thing. Are, but we we had corned beef tonight. Oh, I'm having mine tomorrow. I'm busy tomorrow, so I had to make it tonight. Same. Um, <laughs> I, but we did, we're not having corned beef because Kevin has been experimenting with corned beef, so I've had it a couple times already this um. year. Um. He's not doing a great job with his pastrami, but he's really trying. Oh, I do love pastrami, though. <laughs> I love pastrami. <laughs> this time, the flavor was great, but the texture was not so great. Difficult. Okay. <laughs> um, so we just finished a book called The Sanitari- Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. Um, I think I can predict the uh, feelings about these books. Okay. Uh, what do you think of this book, Katie? I thought it was fine. Oh, I didn't. I thought you'd have more to say about well, not liking. <laughs> no, no, I didn't not like it. I I enjoyed it, but I found it to be kind of tedious and slow. <laughs> but I enjoyed it in general. I don't have any major problems with All it. All right, okay. <laughs> surprise, paint me surprised. And I figured Karen would like it. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. The beginning yeah. was like, oh my god, is someone gonna die already? Right. So I can figure right. this out. Yeah. I know someone is. Where's the crazy? We're in a, you know, and then finally it picked up. Yeah. Well, then we find out that uh, Ellen is extremely crazy, which if my mom spelled my name that way, I would be too. <laughs> Everybody has such a weird name in this book, too. I'm like, nobody has Will a you normal spell it name. So the readers know. E-L-I-N, which I didn't know because I was only listening to it. Yeah. Listening to it. Because I was going to physically read the book and then I just kept running out of time. So there's a nearly pristine copy to be passed around. Um So synopsis here, half hidden by forest and overshadowed by threatening peaks, Les Sommets has always been a sinister place. Long plagued by troubling rumors, the former abandoned sanatorium has since been renovated into a five-star minimalist hotel. An imposing isolated getaway spot high up in the Swiss Alps is the last place Ellen Warner wants to be. But Ellen's taken time off from her job as a detective, so when her estranged brother Isaac and his fiance Lore invite her to celebrate their engagement at the hotel, Ellen really has no reason not to accept. Arriving in the midst of a threatening storm, Ellen immediately feels on edge. There's something about the hotel that makes her nervous. And when they wake the following morning to discover Lore is missing... Ellen must trust her instincts if they hope to find her. With the storm closing off all the access to the hotel, the longer Laura stays missing, the more the remaining guests start to panic. Ellen is under pressure to find Laura, but no one has realized yet that another woman has gone missing, and she's the only one who could have warned them just how much danger they are all in. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. there are three. There's an ellipsis at the end of that. Oh, literally, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is um, that what dun 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 means? I don't know. In my mind, it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, it totally makes sense. I did not know that. I've gotten educated again. I, I'm just making that up. I could totally like see this book being produced by the BBC. Oh, uh-huh. and totally. just a, a slow burn, you know, limited series. <laughs> and I would watch the heck out of that. Um, I'm ready for this girl's next novel. 
but it's not the not audiobook is not out till like July and I'm like mm. that's a lot of faith to put in is the Kindle book also on waiting till before July cuz oh, I, I don't know I just okay. looked at the audiobook pre-order and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of things I want to <laughs> listen to between here and there. I just put it on my watch list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I would read another. I would go out of my way to read another by this author. That's fair. I thought it was fine. Um, I there were parts of it that I was like, well, why aren't we, like, why aren't we talking about that? Or like, why isn't that a part of the story? Or like. I thought it would so I thought it would have been they're there for the um, engagement party right yeah and there are supposedly other guests right but the hotel is full of other people yes and I think it would have been a lot more interesting if we knew more about the other people that Mm. were there yeah um except just knowing that you know they were interviewed and their whereabouts and stuff I don't know I was like there's there's you know four or five, six main characters, but there's like 25 people or something that are still stuck at the hotel. I'm like, well, that could have been interesting. Like the dynamic of like being trapped there. Mm -hmm. The idea that there's no, that like, that, yeah, that it would only be employees of the hotel that were the perpetrators too. That, that, that was a bit of a plot hole. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It just took a long time for anything to happen. I wanted more of the gory details of, like, the bad things that happened at the sanatorium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get the reveal of, like, what was going on, but yeah. it sort of happens right at the end, and, like, we don't know a whole lot about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I would have liked one of the fanatical characters to maybe speak a little bit more about mm-hmm. it instead of being cagey and then murdered. Right. <laughs> um, I loved the way she set scenes, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, t- carried you through a scene. Mm-hmm. I'm not one for action, like, written or um, or on the screen, honestly. Like, um, when we read the serial killer book mm-hmm. and the whole thing's happening in the lake, oh, yeah. I got lost. Yes. <laughs> um, it was exciting and scary. Can you give an example of what you mean? Like, are you talking about the way that it's visually set up and described? I yeah, mean, like give, us a, she, give us an example of, of a scene. Um, I think she goes out into the snow by herself. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, like, the texture of the snow, the sounds. Yeah. And, like, if I felt like I was out walking she in the woods She does a with really her. good job, I feel like, of mm-hmm. setting the scene. Yeah. And, like, you can picture things easily. Yes. And it's, like you were mentioning with that other book, it's like, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to be picturing right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that happen to me no. in this book either. Yeah. I felt super present. I understood why no one could see the body in the pool because the steam coming yeah, off of yeah. it, because she described the steam coming off it kind of blinding mm-hmm. for all, you know, you might've even walked into the pool because there's just so much mm-hmm. between the cold and yeah. the steam. Mm-hmm. Um, also every time that she took time to describe the anxiety that Ellen felt with the vast windows mm-hmm. and like what you could see out the window that those were very like crystalline moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think this would make a good translation to film either like a mini series or a movie or something. Um, I think she did a good job in explaining like you were mentioning, but also like Ellen's like visions and like flashbacks and things like that. Um, it seems well set up to be translated into. Yeah. Film. I, um, I, I have a bone to pick with the character development too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have liked a broader exposure to the other people present mm-hmm. or just like, 
like the boyfriend is very cardboard. Yeah, he's he's and he's there's so not a lot going on. Important to Ellen. I was almost expecting so him flat. to be a bad guy. Uh, for a second, I, was like, I thought about him. I don't really like, know a whole lot about why he's there or who he is or what yeah. his deal is. I did expect it to be connected to Ellen in some way. Yeah. Um, and yet, and yet it was not. Yeah. Um, he seemed to be a character that was like he wanted to be close to her. But he didn't really want to understand why she was the way she was. He just wanted to be close to her and for her to be like like his family and just work through and get over things. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't particularly an understanding boyfriend. Well, I think he was to, to his ability that we know of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to me like Ellen was a relatively difficult person to be yes. with. Yeah. And I don't yeah. quite understand why he wanted to be with her so right. badly. Yeah. 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 You know, like why he was so adamant about them moving in together. And like, I mean, I'm not going to judge this fake relationship. <laughs> these but fake know, people, but I'm like, I don't know why, what you see in this woman. <laughs> but nobody knows that. No, like, I you guess. don't even exactly know that about our partners. That's true. You know, like why Kevin, why do you keep showing up? Thank you. But why? Um, he gets offended when I ask. <laughs> okay. The hotel at the heart of the novel, Les Sommets, was converted from a tuberculosis sanatorium. How do the building's history and design shape the narrative? Would you choose to stay in a hotel with a history like Les Sommets? Why or why not? So first part, how does it shape the narrative? Well, it's the whole point of why people right. are being murdered. That's the whole point of the <laughs> yeah. whole mystery is, yeah. is why is this happening? And then I felt like not Ellen was yeah. dumb. But, like, she all of a sudden was like, wait a minute, this has to do with the medical yeah, history of it. Dumb, it's like, dumb. well, no, duh. <laughs> They're wearing masks. Like, it's all, it's very clinical. Yeah. But it took her to, you know, 75% through the book to be like, wait a minute, maybe I should think about this aspect of it. Right. Like, I think that's probably the whole thing, lady. I think that that is probably kind of true to, like, how a, a real police investigator thinks though maybe they i think that they do tend to like go with horse hooves before zebras yeah probably um and and most of life is not you know there's some grand plot exactly it's not uh, some crazy murder plot revenge yeah yeah Um, you're right I, I would not stay in a place like Lace of <laughs> I'm sickly fascinated by it, but I think that traumas like that, even if it didn't have the, like, accusation of torture and Right, it wasn't necessarily experiments. a traumatic place with what it was supposed to have been. No, it was. I mean, I, I think that, like, medical treatments from that time frame, people but get the way, misused. the way they frame it, yeah, the hotel frames it is like they came here for the beautiful fresh air and yeah, scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in that frame, yes, it's yeah. a fine place and that sounds lovely. Yeah. I would also like to yeah. enjoy the fresh air and scenery, but that's not what was actually happening. We find out, like um, Hotel California, i.e., Channel Island, right? Like that was a lovely camp, right? <laughs> oh. But that place is haunted as anything. <laughs> okay, is. can I say something about that? Okay, when my oldest, we were looking for schools to for him to go to. And we did like a, a little campus drive there. And I don't get into mystical, creepy stuff. I will tell you the vibes were so bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, back then there was just the art thing, but you could see kind of where people might have been chained up or something. It it had the darkest, creepiest vibe. Yeah. We could not wait to get out of there. There's a it, stairwell I went All down. of us felt it. It was creepy. 
there's a stairwell I went down one time with Kevin because that's where he went, got his teaching credential, and I'd go there late at night, mm. and we were, you know, we'd play frisbee on the quad with oh my his... god how could you do that well i think the the frisbee like went down that way or, or maybe that's where a bathroom was or something as fast as i could just yeah. get out of there just, it's lost just, it, just sorry building it. building eight building eight the frisbee yeah yeah right no frisbee no more um and then there's a show i think it's called carnival from like the early 2000s it was an hbo show i think you can still stream it um and it's about like dust bowl times in california and there's this but also like an apocalyptic thing it never mm-hmm. got to finish it its narrative but there's this like crazy preacher who gets committed there while it's a mental hospital oh, uh-huh. and so their main hall we were thinking about having our wedding there was it filmed there yeah oh so the main because it's set like literally i there, think i saw that and part they it. yeah yeah that was so cool. that main hall they had done up like as a day room mm-hmm. <laughs> and the creepy minister lit, you know, in the plot is mm. creepy. And then um, there's all these poor misused people with you know mental illness who are wandering around the day room. It's so, 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 so. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided not to have our wedding there. Yeah. Bad vibes for a wedding. <laughs> so no, no, I would not stay at Lace Swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to like maybe visit it as a day trip and full day. I'd like to go to the Swiss mm-hmm. Alps, but maybe not there. Well, so that, my other yeah. question is why in the hell are you having your anniversary or your engagement party in January <laughs> in the mountains where there's avalanches? <laughs> right. And, well, cause she avalanche? worked there. Yeah. Yeah, the girl I know, but why not put it off till March, April, some lovely time in the spring? Why are you making all these people go up there in the dead of winter? Well, because it's spooky. Go ahead. Let's say the avalanche thing was covered up as part of the bribe oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. It was like a known avalanche place, and he like yeah, that's true. Okay, covered but that up. She really wasn't that committed. She was kind of cheating on him and hoping for something better while she was engaged to this guy. So. Mm. She wasn't cheating on him then. Oh, they were separated then. That's right. They were were separate. They were briefly separated. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't together at that moment. That's right. We were on a break. (laughs) I believe that's how the line goes. (laughs) Um, So I have not been exactly to here, but this was sort of the place that my friend's wedding was in Switzerland. So um, then it was kind of cool to like hear my ears prick of places that we were around, like Chamonix, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. when a French speaker is saying Chamonix, it sounds a lot like Germany. Mm. So we're in a, a um, car coming back from um, a long day out and Kevin's being chatty with the driver and he says that he's from Chamonix, but Kevin hears Germany and he's like, <laughs> So where's a good place to get German food around here? And this is the part of Switzerland that speaks French and touches France. No. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Go to Germany. <laughs> and I, Oops. I mean, I know Kevin didn't hear him right. So I'm sitting in the right. back seat like. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even try to correct it. <laughs> well, we were very tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you just can't keep someone from falling on their face. You yeah. just got to let it slow-mo oh, yeah. happen. Um. How do you think the remote Alpine setting helps to heighten the sense of claustrophobia and isolation, both within the novel and within Ellen's own mind? Well, they're isolated. Yeah, they're literally trapped. (laughs) She has no help coming. It was chilling when um, she's talking to the Swiss police officer and Mm -hmm. she can tell. That's pretty scary. (laughs) When a professional can't hide their. Your only hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. there, there's no one coming to help you. Yeah, and it's you know there's an avalanche. Like you can't go anywhere. Like you're you're literally trapped. It's 
Yeah. It's very spooky. I mean, I, it sounds like a beautiful place to be trapped, but still you're trapped. It's a weird juxtaposition in that you're at this hotel and you can see wide open spaces, but if you wanted to, but you're still stuck there. Yeah. It's just a weird can I sensation. complain about something I just thought yeah, about? Yeah. Um, at the very end of the book, they talk about how Laura was in the outbuilding this whole time. That's where she was hiding. It's like, no, no one, one of you thought, let's check the, the outbuilding. outbuilding. And even there were people there that knew it existed. I well, that'll knew be... it existed. He's like, I could have like just like, walked over and opened the door. Why didn't anybody check that building right there? It was like, really? Yeah. That's where she was this whole time? Wouldn't you that be the first place you would check? Well, like, I, thought, I don't care. I thought that, um, what's her face? They didn't the... check for her at all. Yeah, the bad, the, the bad girl. What is her name? Is it Celeste? Celine? Celia? Celia. No. Um, I thought it was Cel- no Cecile. Cecile, <laughs> yes. Okay. There it is. I thought that Cecile had had just taken her, just like she yeah. took um um uh what is her name? A- oh, Audrey? No, um the housekeeper lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andrea. Nope. <laughs> I listened it's to not it, in so the I don't question. have the picture. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, and it's not in the characters. And look. the book is in the car. So everybody has a weird name, so it's yeah. not. Well, whoever. Yeah, yeah. she was. I'll look at the content. I'll they look didn't in the have her held again. somewhere. She no. just was hiding. She was just hiding. Somewhere. <laughs> They're never gonna find yeah. me. <laughs> it's like okay, that's, that's a weird thing to put in right at the end of the book. <laughs> I have to say, I don't like the wrap up. Like, I, no. I'm intrigued about who's watching her on the train. Oh yeah, I did like that. That's why I'm looking forward to the new book. That I did know. intrigue me. I was like, who's that gonna be? I'll just um, have you listen or sure, read it, and, and I'll just tell, tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's her old boyfriend. Because she does mention. Like something about a bad relationship before the one she's in and getting rid of him was hard. Um, And maybe she didn't really get rid of him. Right. That's what I kind of wanted the killer to be. Like, I'm a little disappointed. Ellen in some way. That he like followed her and was creating all this mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it was one of the hotel runners. Because when, for a second, when we think it is, um, what's his face? Oh, Luca. Luke, yeah, when we think it's Luca and he's run off and locked her in the mm-hmm. building, I'm like, oh, of yeah, I was course. like, well, duh. <laughs> it's the creepy, you know, I'm so perfect. My theory about them was that she, they have the same last name, and she goes out of her way to be like, we're brother and sister, and she's like, yeah, I got that. Like, I was like, that's <laughs> weird. And then it was like, something's off about those two. I was like, ooh, maybe they're married. Maybe oh, they're like, you know. You've just written a better book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like, maybe it's like some secret. I don't know why they're hiding the fact that they're married. They're pretending to be brother and sister. But I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're just brother and sister. I was thinking about like the white stripes, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just keeping it hidden. Yep. Um, why did Ellen decide to accept Isaac's invitation to the engagement party, party despite being estranged? I mean. She did it because she thought she was going to corner him into confessing that yeah. she killed. He killed their brother, when in fact it was always a, yeah. just an accident that she misremembered. But he acts like such an ass that oh, I yeah, really was disappointed that it wasn't him. You know, well, I mean, I mean, it would have been too easy, I guess. But the reason why you think he's an ass is because you're seeing it from Ellen's perspective. But if you True. were in Isaac's shoes, you yeah. probably wouldn't feel very warmly to your sister either if you were estranged from her because you know she hurt somebody well she didn't hurt somebody but she didn't help yeah oh she was and like her mother their mother you know 
you know, separated from them because of Ellen in their mother's eyes. So if you were Isaac, you would probably not Resent feel really warmly to your sister either, I would yeah. guess. Yeah. But we don't know that at the beginning. So you're no. like, well, he's got to be a bad guy. Look at him. He, he's lying about his job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I didn't really expect... His girlfriend has two phones? What's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> that was shady. Yes. But that was her. That wasn't him. I, I did like that, like, pivot that it uh-huh. made them both more dynamic yeah that isaac was redeemable and that um that ellen was more flawed because i mean ellen is very flawed oh the whole time she's like i shouldn't go here on my own i shouldn't be doing this i'm gonna do it anyway okay that bugged me that bugged me like i mean (laughs) she was trained as a police officer. Yeah, but there's a reason they have partners. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go into but those situations on the, But on, on the own. other hand, she is trained for that. She is the only one. And the police are not going to come. So. But you could have gotten someone to help you. You she could have asked your oh, boyfriend and said, yeah. I'm going to go here just so you know where I am. That would be a good safe yeah. behavior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be like, hey, just so you know, I'm going up to this hotel room. You can't come with me because of this specific reason. And he could have stood outside the door. And not... Um, not after you found your friend's dead body. Right. <laughs> okay. But this is the same boyfriend that treated her like like she was uh, make she wasn't well and he was gaslighting her quite a lot. I thought. I didn't. You see know, that. I thought that he was like getting frustrated for her to a, a lot. You know. Yeah, but I don't think that's gaslighting. Gaslighting is when you tell someone that reality the reality is not real, and then you I, switch an, an op, a different reality for them. I oh. saw him being more encouraging. I don't think he knew how to help her. Yes. Because okay. he's like, I can see, you're I can over hear this. That. Aren't you over this? We should, we, aren't we past this? Like he wants her to move forward and like move past all it, of but society. he doesn't know how to, to help her get there. Grief is over. Right. Move on. You're done now. Aren't good. you done? We should be done. <laughs> but the only thing I worry about for her too, though, is like when she did switch into work mode and turn on, he mm-hmm. was like, oh, you're working so much. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, Okay. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't really get a whole lot from what was his name? William? William. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. get a whole lot from him. No. So if they cast it, he has to be very hot to make up for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um hot and boring. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm trying to find characters, and this one thing I found. Adele. Her name's Adele. <gasps> yeah. There it is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't tell me characters, but it talks about symbols and objects. Ooh. All right. Um, borrowed. Yep. Okay. We'll do that in a second, because I have a dumb question I want to... I just want to read you this question, because I hate it so much. Okay. Um, in order to solve the case, Ellen must overcome her fear of water and learn how to control her... This is from the... Um, I believe this is from the, the um, publisher. Okay. Um, in order to solve the case, Ellen must overcome her fear of water and learn how to control her panic attacks. What advice would you give to someone who is struggling with a particular fear or anxiety and wants to move past it? You can't advise people 
out of yeah. their fear and anxiety. Get over it. I'm like William in this. I'm like, are yeah. you, like let's just get over it. I don't I know mean, anything better than that. If you're going to give advice, you might as well be like William. Right. Because you can't advice someone out of it. Right. You can give them, like, practical tactics to exit their you anxiety. You advise them to see a professional. That's <laughs> yeah, what I would there do. You go. I'm not a professional, but I'd advise that you maybe talk to one. In a situation where I might have anxieties and fears and yet be cut off from the rest of the world because in that, uh, there's murders, a murderer around and they're an avalanche. I might advise someone, let me be with you. And while you're panicking, I will be with you. And we will just kind of go through hold it together. Space. Yeah, I hold, hold space. space for yeah. you. Yeah. That's about all <laughs> I can do for that's you. That's all I can't help and you that's... through it. But at least if you walk through it, you're not walking through it alone. And then when you come to the other side, you might feel stronger. But I don't know. But at least don't go by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There are several strong female characters within the novel. I think it's debatable. Mm -hmm. Do you think the choice of a female detective as the protagonist is important to the novel and the themes it covers? So I will say that one of my main problems with it is that throughout the whole book and the whole narrative and you're hearing what's what Ellen is saying to herself in her head and her self-talk and it's all so negative and she feels like she's an imposter and she's not good enough she can't do this I'm not qualified I'm out of my element you hear her talk negatively about how she is terrible at what she's doing throughout the whole thing and at the end in you know in the climax of the book I was really hoping that her solving the mystery and and being the one to figure out what exactly is going on to stop the killer that she was going to have a moment of like celebration and saying you know look at me I did it I am good enough I am strong <laughs> enough but the the best we got was like I guess I'll go back to work it's like, don't, oh. you, don't you think that's realistic though like yeah but it's a book I it was so negative that I really wanted it to be about like a woman a... knowing that her own yeah. power and and feeling good enough and it's like that was a whole lot of negativity for her not to come back around at the uh, end that was Cecile when she killed her rapist yeah. and she killed yeah, but all these other people. Innocent. But that all happened right at she the killed, end. I didn't have a chance to really be invested in that storyline. She killed line. all these innocent other women to punish her brother. Right. Wow. Right. To, to justify. That was so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. She, I don't think she quite got her point across, which is exactly no. what she was worried about. She murdered like, Daniel. all these terrible that was like things enough. that happened to women. Well, I'm going to do the exact same yeah. thing and do yeah. terrible things to women. She becomes the victimizer. Yeah. Except for one man. Yeah. I I actually felt her coming alive and starting to get more comfortable in, in her skin. Whether she got to a point of acknowledging it, I don't think she was there because it really was just a long weekend. It wasn't <laughs> that much time to overcome all your fears. But I did feel like she started to come alive. And her boyfriend even said, wow, you!" I thought he made a remark of it. But what kind of bugged me was instead of being happy for her, he kind of complained about it, I thought. He wasn't happy that she... She, that she was getting so he saw her getting into this as an obsession and I saw it as she is coming alive and getting into something that she is good at whether she yeah. recognizes it or not this is something she's good at something she can do to get out of her own head of self-doubt like that's when I was like you're complaining about her getting into getting into this and committing to it yeah because he didn't want her to wallow so she's not wallowing she's doing something she's good at yeah and that's where i thought he was gaslighting because it's like that's where i kind of saw it that way but that's not the right word um 
but where she's finally getting out of her wallowing and doing something he's and he's like I think and then hypocrisy. it's like what is what does he want do you want her to wallow or do you want her to obsess yeah but don't I you mean, wouldn't you also be concerned about your partner being the sole detective in a murder mystery <laughs> in a very yeah. secluded location i'd be like maybe no. we don't investigate maybe we just all sit in the in the dining room <laughs> and, and nobody moves yeah. and we wait for the cops to come and nobody goes to the bathroom we're in a pee and bucket <laughs> <laughs> they talk a whole lot about like everybody needs to stay together nobody did nobody's staying together people and are really, all over the place so they said everybody was moving to first floor and then they're talking about going upstairs so then i remembered like oh british people call the mm, second right it's the ground floor and the first floor um so that wasn't very good i did think that <laughs> they did point that out that oh we just made it easier for the killer yeah right to, exactly. oops maybe that wasn't such a good idea oopsie <laughs> Yeah, it, I don't think Ellen needed to necessarily who's, solve okay, who's the idea? Whose idea was it to bring him to the first floor? Was that her idea? Was somebody else suggested? And it she says, fine, let's the go. the yeah. guy that she was talking to. Mm, yeah, I can't remember for sure. Um, but she was supposed to follow their directions. Yeah. Um, did you expect any of the reveals throughout the book? Did the ending surprise you? Why or why not? I think we kind of touched on this, but were there any other moments where you were like, oh... Like, I thought it was interesting what Adele turned out to be, that yes. she turned out to be being paid off with her, um, with her job. housekeeping job. And they mm-hmm. did mention early on that, like, she's overqualified yeah. and I don't know why she's doing this mm-hmm. job. And I I didn't really think a whole lot about her because mm-hmm. she was dead early on. So I kind of forgot that we should be thinking about what her whole role in this. Um, I was expecting Lore to have more of a... Uh, I don't know more of a role in 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 the situation because it ended up being she just knew too much basically, and <laughs> yeah. so we had to kill her. And it was like, well, she was kind of on to it, to what was going on. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting if she had like come back and like helped Ellen figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the author killed her off too soon. I think I... she could just. This is why I felt that. Sorry. Well, ahead. they maybe took her out of the equation too soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, her murder was that. was good in the rising action, but like she's out of it too quickly. Like we hardly know her for them to be such a major player in what's happening because mm-hmm. we met her once when they gave her the tour, and then she's disappeared. And then it's like, well, now we know all this backstory about her and Ellen and how they were childhood friends, and and I would have liked to see more interaction between the two of them before she had disappeared and then died. That's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be Lucas and Laura plotting it all to like, like somehow somebody at the hotel was involved with um, Laura's mother's death. Cause mm-hmm. it was um, like college students who ran her over um, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I wanted it to be this grand conspiracy right. where they're just going to get everybody that they hate. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they needed, Ellen there because Luke um, Isaac obviously hated um, his sister obviously until we find out otherwise it would have been more interesting if it were designed in a way to involve Ellen specifically yeah but it was just coincidence that she was a detective and was there murder she wrote right Right. (laughs) yeah exactly Um, another thing that was revealed I thought it was very sensitive of the author when um, Adele is describing her attacker and her captor Mm -hmm. um and the author uses they and them Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i 
kept listening like are there two figures there or this is this a gender neutral pronoun uh-huh. on purpose and then we find out there were two attackers <laughs> oh yeah i didn't really think about that i i couldn't tell if there were actually two attackers or if it was just the well, i think if it was I think Celeste um, or Cecile or whatever her name is and her like lackey. Margot. Right. I, I Does when it bother we found you? out that Margot was a part of Adele's torture, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, those pronouns meant nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was them telling us there were two all along. <laughs> or well, I, I mean it's an easy way to read it because it could have been a male or a female. Yeah. It especially a it, it especially since it was Cecile because yeah. she is a, a big, you know, muscular mm-hmm. woman. I thought Maybe it was intentional because they didn't want to give away the gender to right. soon. Does it bother anyone else, else that it's Margot? Because if if that were truly French, it would be Margot. It would not be Margot. Well, it's Swiss. I don't know if yeah. it's French. Yeah, we don't know if she's French or German. Because there's like a dividing line. Yeah. Oh, too. I, I don't true. know. So like in part of Switzerland, they have a German Is it Margot? Is there a Margot in, in German? I don't know. I don't know. It didn't bother me. <laughs> to answer your question. Five years of French. Just you sort know, of. If it weren't Margot, considering that they were at Les Sommets, mm-hmm. if it weren't Margot, then wouldn't they say Margot? They would say Margot. Because it's Les Sommets. So her name must have been Margot. Yeah, maybe. She's like, no, that's not how you pronounce my name. <laughs> well, the, the character like reached up from the pages to the reader. So. It would not be the first time that an audio book that an yeah. audiobook got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. that is fair. That is fair. Um, but I think that she has a German like orientation to her, okay. uh, because of the history of her great grandmother being mm. in a German institution. Yeah, that makes and sense. Then, um, then being transferred to Les May. Didn't you find it was creepy that that institution was still going? Well, there's a lot of things that people have done to hurt the um. Um, how do I want to say this? Like hurt people who need protection, mm-hmm. vulnerable people um, that went on into forever. Like there are laws in the United States for that support um, eugenics that mm-hmm. have le- went on until like the late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Like you think we think we're moving so far forward and we really are not. During... Even during the last administration that was happening in prisons, was it in Texas or Alabama? I would believe either. Yeah, that was, there was, there was, because I thought, um, or sterilization. Forced sterilization, yeah. Yeah, So it's still happening. I liked the, the twist in like the reason why this was happening and the whole aspect of like the female hysteria thing. Yeah. And how it was all brutal and abuse perpetrated among against these people that were really just admitted for being in the way or outspoken yeah 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 um i wish that it had more i wanted that a little it. more of that like i would love to have like heard a little bit more of margot's like journey of yeah. her hunt to adventure it seemed gra- like this was just a convenient reason why it happened it was like this was the reason and you were like yeah. okay one of the okay. things <laughs> that i didn't like was they talk about those crazy helicopters that take things on and off of the 
the mountain. Uh-huh. And she's like, if only there was another way to get up here. Yeah, I'm like, get the crazy helicopter up there. <laughs> and she's like, you really can't fly up here? Why did you talk about the stupid helicopters earlier? Yeah. Like, why did you waste pages on that? Because the storm was just going to shut him down anyway, I guess. But I guess. I did. I felt like it was a page so. filler. Yeah, well... Um, I mean, there wouldn't be a book without <laughs> without the reason that they're stuck there. So true, but why? Like, I feel like if you mention something, you need to call back to it, or it needs to move the story forward. Yeah, why did we talk Talking so much about, about those... the like search and rescue and the and the helicopters and like that could have come into play at the end? Like, da da da, the Calvary's yeah. here. But and then it's all of a sudden, okay, she's fighting in the pool. She gorges her. Mm-hmm. Five weeks later, Cecile yeah. was arrested. It was a pretty anticlimactic ending. Yeah. To a book that took a long time to get anything and going. When I was it, like, really? When it's taking off and all of that that closing action's happening, that's when I was like, yeah, I don't think you can listen to this book very fast. And you're like, oh, no. Uh, 1.5 is not I, fast. <laughs> I was and then I remembered, oh, it is slow at the beginning. But at the end, it's zip. I listened you know? to it at 1.5 for the whole thing. The until whole thing. <laughs> the very last chapter when she's talking to Isaac and it's like, we're winding down. I was like, I'll slow down and like listen. But like at the end, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it was it was very it was tedious. I feel like the I, I liked it enough that like she took me to this to this story enough that I'm interested to know more because I want to know who's following her on the train. Yeah. Um, the hotel past touches on an uncomfortable subject, the suppression and control of women's lives and how people often choose to look the other way when faced with evidence. <clears throat> what, to what extent do you still think that that is true today? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like that is the American way. I mean, I know this is not a, a set in America, but um, that's our experience. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'll look at my phone. I'll ignore the terrible things that are happening in the world. Um, you, you might not even do something about someone who's being abused right next to you. Yeah. I mean, our country is putting children in cages for nearly a decade, and it's not really stopping. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah, it's... it's That's our, our freshest sin. That's true. Um. I was interested to know if this story was based on anything in the past Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find anything about a Swiss sanatorium, but I easily found information about, um, indigenous children in Canada being experimented on in sanatoriums. Yeah. And that's Uh, a recent thing. Just the discovery of that. Well, this is separate from the residential schools. This was in actually in, in sanatoriums in, um, in Canada. So, I mean, same bad behavior, different Mm -hmm. place. Um, it also, the article I was reading was tied to the residential schools that the, if the kids were sick, um, especially with TB, they would send them to the sanatorium and it was a like it was a web of keeping each other's numbers up and down mm. and meeting their quotas. Um, and then while I was Googling that, I came across a movie called the cure for wellness. It mm. came out. Did you watch that? No, it came it out sounds... in 2017. Oh, wow. I can't tell you it's a bad movie, but I also can't tell you it's a good movie. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a movie about bad stuff. It's a creepy sanatorium converted in the Swiss Alps, it looks Ooh. like like the village they go through looks exactly like the village that we stayed in for uh, my friend's wedding. Um, there was no sanatorium there. 
know of. <laughs> that I know of, correct. Um, so it's gorgeous, beautiful setting. Jason Isaacs, so an mm-hmm. excellent, you know, great actor. Some I'd love to see him play a nice guy someday. Yeah, I can't think of anything. He's never he's played nice. a nice guy. I think there's some newer movie out where it's something about two parents, two sets of parents having like a restorative justice meeting about something. Like, mm. I don't know if one of their children died or something. And he seems like maybe he's a nice guy in there. Okay. But I'll bet he's, his kid's the one who hurt the other kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a lot. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride Through a Sanatorium. Mm, wow. <laughs> you have to rent it. I, pay, I paid for the privilege of watching this movie. It had a $40 million budget and Whoa. it grossed two, uh, like $26 million. So, oh. yeah, not so good. Oh. But, it, I mean, I'd never heard of it. It's an so interesting clearly... movie. <laughs> You're not going to expect what's coming. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it was interesting. <laughs> um, but it definitely like amplified the creepy vibes of this uh-huh. um, this book, which was what I was looking for from it, actually. Um, and then um, to complement the story of a woman being taken advantage of, like her own brother yeah. knew it was happening, saw it with his eyes. I would give him the benefit of the doubt that in a sleepy mode... Maybe he didn't process what he saw his friend doing to Cecile. Or didn't process that it didn't look consensual. That too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could give Luca the benefit of the doubt in that. But then. Lying to their parents Yeah. He had plenty of time to like support her and give credence to her her claims. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me thinking about like a teenage boy taking their friend's side rather than their younger sister. Their little sister, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, or maybe is she her older sister? I think they were like twelve, ten, eight. Oh, you're mixing it up. Um, Cecile and Luca are, I think, two years apart, eighteen and sixteen, when this story happens. Oh, yeah, Daniel's eighteen. They're like four. Yeah, and but you're thinking of um Sam and yes Ellen and Isaac. I got a little mixed up because she kept calling Sam her little brother. Yeah. But Isaac is also her little brother. Yeah, that's what I was like. But it's like oh, her, she's the her oldest. little brother. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what we, you know, for Mira, Mirabella brother. going up, she's the youngest. We have Big Big, that's the oldest. And then we have Little Big, and that's the middle one. <laughs> there you go. That works. Um, little Big never stuck. <laughs> but we, we still call Alexander Big Big. Um so another disturbing thing that I watched that complements this, uh, the rape culture that drives a woman it's so insane that she murders yeah. four people? It was a little excessive. I'm not going to, like, not going to justify what she did, but and I also don't want to minimize no. the fact that she was a victim and, and terrible things happened to her. Yes. But I'm like, you really need to murder all these people to what? make your point? Yeah. And like... Ellen was completely right in that, like, you could have told the media... But she's like, no, they wouldn't have believed me. I'm like, well, did you try? Well, this, that brings me to the other upsetting thing that I watched this week, which is um, a, it's on Showtime. It is a um, documentary about um, Bill Cosby by W. Kamal Brown. Mm. It's We Need to Talk About Cosby, mm. four-part miniseries. 
The count stops at 68 women. Yeah. He's been doing it since the early 60s. Wow. Till till present time. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a recent, yeah. And his wife supported him all these years. Uh, I, 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 I don't get that. I can't figure out his wife. But then she from she comes from a time where women's main support came around a man. And if she if she didn't have him, would she be able to support herself? I think that she could be an example of gaslighting. Cuz yeah. she is a she is she is no pushover. Like yeah. you get that from his comedy. Yeah. Like my my favorite bit is when he gives his kids chocolate cake mm-hmm. and she has a conniption. <laughs> She's no pushover. I I so, think she substituted what is reality. You probably so and, maybe and you get so disillusioned. How there's all these people around him. Like Felicia Rashad still says, "It's great you're out of jail." Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, people. Or um, there's, I mean, there've been other women who who stand with him. And... I don't get that. I just don't get that. Yeah. It maybe it's easier than than dealing with that the idea that someone you knew closely could have been such a horrible person, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier just to support them and to gaslight these other women's experience. I think maybe as far as his wife goes, these other women admitting that these other women might have a point was a threat to her own security. Sanity even I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she necessarily denies that she knew it was happening. I think she just, you know, had to block it out in order to continue the reality that she wished she was living in. But if she hadn't stood by him, I'm not saying it's her fault. He is completely to blame for not keeping in his pants. But it still puzzles me. But But supporting that still lets it keep going. Well, I I think she just didn't acknowledge it. Like, there are other sociopaths who have led normal lives, compartmentalized normal lives, Mm -hmm. and been doing awful things like BTK. Mm -hmm. Like he had a normal, like I'm a church guy. Yeah. I have a family life for decades and he was doing bad stuff. Like, (laughs) so like it's, it's plausible to me that she didn't know, but now that it's out to still. yeah. Yeah. And so, like I, they're part it's, of. I mean, you guys should watch it. It's nightmare-inducing. Okay. I, I won't lie about that. Um, when you're done watching it, I won't spoil how um, the auteur ends it. But because there's quite a few men in it who say they still think he's funny. Like yeah. Seinfeld says, I I can divorce his actions from his comedy. Of course you can, because you're a guy. It's also, not happening Jerry to you. Seinfeld has a sketchy past as well. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't That's what I, because Colbert, it's an interview with Colbert and um, Seinfeld. And Colbert's like, I can't divorce these two things. And Seinfeld's like, oh, of course I can. Well, so. Because it's easy for you. I don't make jokes about Hitler and Nazis anymore. Mm-mm. But what if we found comedy tapes by Hitler? Like, and found out that he was hilarious. Could we all sit around and laugh? Mm, yeah, no. I don't think so. We don't need to laugh at the jokes anymore. We don't need to play the records anymore. We don't need to stream the, the you know, the albums no. anymore. We don't need to watch the comedy specials. We don't no. need to watch the show. And also, I don't really miss it. Because I can't I do. in 
I yeah. can't in good conscience watch it without feeling icky. Yeah, no, that's like, true. Like, how can you? That's true. How I, can I sit down and watch the no, Cosby I, I show cannot. and not be creeped out? I cannot. But I, I do I do miss what it was. Sure. Yeah, um, I understand that. But it, And this puts it in a real perspective, like the community he represents, that what they lost. Yeah. I Because it was a groundbreaking show. Yes. That showed successful black people and, and helped break that negative stereotype that it was held by supremacy supremacy it goes through his whole um career actually and juxtaposes the times when he was representing as just a person of value and excellence uh-huh. versus what was on television against it representing black men mm. it, it's it's a very well done documentary but it it gave me nightmares mm. um so Karen found this cool thing that brings up like the key um, symbols and the objects that kept coming up, but I just closed it. Don't you find um, it again? I think, I think, yeah, I got it. It's just your browser. Um, so water is a reoccurring symbol of danger in the novel. Sam dies falling into natural pool. Ellen is attacked by Mark Haler in the ocean, which I also wanted to know more about that guy too. Yeah. Like maybe that is connected to what happened. At the well, end. I was wondering if it is him. But I was also wondering yeah. if it was going to be connected to that in this right. novel. Yeah. I'm like, well, what is the Haler case? I would like to know more about it. No, it's just the thing that is her. It's why she's broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not knowing it. Her yips. Not knowing it. I didn't really believe she was a cop. Because they didn't go enough into her experience as a cop. I thought, was she a rookie? Was her first year or something? Yeah. Or it's like, she seems more like the Miss Marple kind of detective rather than me believing that she's a cop. Which might have been the revealing of her. Okay. Of her, like, we don't know how far into her career she was until we, like, find out that she has, like, connections that are good enough that this guy's going to do an illegal... um, Right. An encryption of files. Right. Yeah. So she's close enough, you know, with her team. Ellen is pushed into the plunge pool by a stalker, and the, which is the guy on the train we find out later. Right. And the final confrontation between Ellen, Lucas, and Cecile takes place in the pool as the three fight for the knife. Um, any other interesting times you saw water come up? Yeah, I can't think of a specific example other than the ones that you've already named. Um, but it, it was a pretty obvious theme I yeah. saw coming around again. <laughs> um, which I think is just be interesting to read these and then comment on yep. them. There's no mm-hmm. questions in them. Um, necklace. The necklace is a symbol of the past. Ellen always wears Sam's necklace to remind her of him. In the end, she breaks the necklace and uses it as a weapon to stop Cecile. I felt like there wasn't enough mention of the necklace and it being significant to her earlier on for it to be so significant at the end right yeah. just like a simple message mention earlier of like oh she adjusted her necklace and it or... might have been in there but it wasn't obvious enough yeah because yeah. if I she had I that nervous recall. tick of fiddling with it more often then i would yeah. be i would be aware of it yeah. in right. the periphery instead of, the of isaac being like like your necklace is special to you mm-hmm. oh because that's the necklace we find that necklace that was lore's and that's what makes him say, like, she would have never left that behind. Yeah. Like your necklace. I'm like, oh, she's wearing a necklace. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that bra- one didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> bracelets. The bracelets are a symbol of connection. The numbers on the bracelets link the German psychiatric patients with the current murders. Um, 
I thought it was weird how they were used. Yeah, I did not understand the symbolism Mm-mm. of the boxes. And like, there why the any... fingers? Yeah, I don't know. There, it's. Well, she never explained why the fingers were cut off. Like, ever. I mean, just she... as a and mutilation, that... I guess. But, but it, it's not like that really ties to the horrors that were perpetrated to these women in the past. It would have been. I felt like there could have been, I don't know what it would be, but a different symbol that would have represented it better than, like, why a finger? And why the bracelet? I know. I thought there was one point when she was looking at the pictures of the bodies that she noticed that they were missing fingers. It was something oh, that... The, I think okay, that is So there. this is where yeah. I had to really catch myself because seeing these German doctors mutilate women for the sake of just... I wonder what happens if I cut off a finger, blah, blah, blah. Reminded me so much of Nazi doctors in, in concentration camps. Yeah, they didn't spring from nowhere. Yeah. No, but she didn't mention that. It just is what came yeah, to my head like, and my own connection. And I don't I know went, if that was intentional. That's why I went looking for more history behind that. Yeah, like what are they doing? It sounded she plausible. Could have, she could have supplied that. Yeah, and it sounded plausible that this is a thing. Like she made accusations. she made a point of saying that that company was in Germany, right? And even though they're not, mm-hmm. that I felt like there should have been just a little bit more hand holding for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I really wanted. I really wish, as gruesome as it was, but that's the like, you know, I needed re- drawn, but yeah. I needed reasons for that gruesomeness. Yeah, Did that makes sense. Some yeah. more grounding. The symbolism yeah. was strange <clears throat> yes. because I didn't know what it symbolized. Yeah. <laughs> The masks are a symbol of fear and power. The doctors in the photographs are wearing masks in the photographs. The doctors in the photographs are wearing masks in the photographs. Okay. <laughs> they take the, they take with the female patients. Cecile and Margot take the power um, by, I guess, wearing those masks. It's a, it's a dun, dun, dun. There's an ellipse. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, masks like were creepy. The masks were very upsetting. I didn't like that. I didn't like the be- I fe- I thought the beginning of the novel was the scariest. Yes. When, yeah. Um, Adele is getting chased. And when at the very beginning, when um, what's his name? Oh, Daniel. Daniel yeah, is, that was good. Oh, is also like he's that going to was his car. Good. Like I was like, ooh, this is yeah. spooky. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, I thought that was. You're right. Scary. Like, maybe it's the middle that kind of got bogged yeah. down. Because but also the end was kind of well. Too. The the climax was good. The wrap up was bad. I don't even think the climax was that exciting. Okay. Like we're fighting in the pool over a knife and then it was over. <laughs> I'm like, uh, there was a lot of talking, you know, there was a lot well, of Cecile the... telling us exactly what her big plan was like <laughs> monologuing. I'm like, okay, the like villain... every other bad guy and every other thing. <laughs> the villain has to Monologue. tell you their plan. Right. <laughs> it's not him... satisfying unless you are afraid of them. Yeah. <laughs> like the least redeemable person gets saved too. Cause Luca does seem like an asshole. Well, he gets what's coming to him, too, because at the end, it's oh, like, he well, does he's go being investigated yes. for, you know, all the things. And then I'm like, what about this hotel now? Like, is there a conglomerate know. running it now? Or are all these people out of work now, too? Yeah. Well, More victims. The townspeople never wanted it because it was a bad place to begin with. And yeah. trying to. OK, but didn't you think Luca was a little creepy? And let's have boxes with all the torture devices because we want to pay homage to it. Oh, that's titillating. That's like, like that's going to drop you. Yeah. In. And it wasn't yeah. so torturous, you know? No, that's true. Were... Not as much as having bloody <laughs> fingers in yeah, boxes. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> like when Adele is um, 
getting prepped for surgery. And they're like, all right, are you ready to begin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That was really scary. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like that. I mean, I wish, not that I wish there were more of that because it would have made it more exciting, but those parts were hard for me to listen because <laughs> I don't like scary that's things. That's I, why I was like, like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I'm creeped out. I'm, I don't like it. I like that there was a tunnel, but it's like all of a sudden there's a tunnel. It's yeah. like, really? Oh, Nobody... these tunnels were used back in the day. It's like, okay, a convenient tunnel. Got it. How um, convenient? It just wasn't believable. All of a sudden this is cre- I mean, it was almost like a, the Phantom of the Opera yeah. cavern feeling. It's like, how convenient. There's a tunnel in, um, there's the same kind of tunnel used for the same thing in, in the, uh, the Cure for Wellness. Yes. <laughs> I was like, ooh, they're, they're so hiding those bodies. Okay, so maybe, <laughs> I Now, not having ever seen or The Shining, other than the little bits here and there. Oh, I love the the first, I read a review that connected this to The Shining. No. <laughs> and before I read this book, and I'm like, no, no, no. I, I love The Shining. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the uh, original movie. I've seen the made-for-TV miniseries. And did you read the book? I no, I have not read the book. Um, this was not. It, it, I'm shocked to hear you say you love this movie. <laughs> this makes me so happy. I, well, I like I like some scary movies. Yeah. That one yeah, I don't yeah. think is too scary because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, That's the key. For the you. way that this book is marketed is like it's like The Shining, but with more people. It's like, well, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> like that was like a tagline I saw on like Amazon or something. It's like The Shining. Yeah, it's like uh, we saw the same tagline, and it really wasn't. Yeah. I think it's a review on the cover of the book. It's something like yeah. that. And it's like, I don't... I think it's kind of a, a false selling point, yeah. I think, to, to use that verbiage. They're stuck in a hotel. That's about it. Yeah. That's They're snowed a, in in a hotel. There, there's that's the honesty. That's about as, as far as, I mean, murder. As far too. as it goes, yeah. I'm looking for, there was a line in this review of this movie that's not connected to this book. It's just <laughs> the same setting. <laughs> because you said it's like the Phantom of the Opera. Never mind. That thought's not panning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, do you have any other questions? No. Nope. We pretty much covered it. We've, we've covered it. Okay. I have a yeah. suggestion for people who want something that this should the book should have been. <laughs> okay. There is a series that I read um, by Madeline Rube called the Asylum called Asylum. Mm. And it reminds me reminds me a lot of of sea sushi, <laughs> because okay. oh that's a uh, Cal State University Channel oh, Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I've also heard it called yeah, no, sea sushi. sushi is a little nicer. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Where it's a college that's been that used to be mm-hmm. an asylum. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, all right. So, it, but that has got all the creep factor that this should have had. <laughs> uh, so that's by Madeline Rue. There's another one by Al, um, Anya Allen called Dollhouse is the First of a Trio. That's also. And then if you just want a single book that has that Snowden in the mountains creepy, mm-hmm. Blake Crouch has Recursion. All right. Blake which, Crouch is super creepy. He's super creepy, but he's super good. So if you don't want to do commit to a series, I went from the biggest series to the middle series to the single book. <laughs> the, and I also like on Audible and in this one of the places I got questions from, it's recommending Lucy Foley's books too. The Guest House, and there was another one called like, mm. like the last one there or something. Mm. Um, okay, I found the sentence I was looking for for this movie. 
it's the sort of movie that can only be described by taking talking about other things. It's like Crimson Peak meets Mr. Robot meets Shutter Island meets Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I like it's Shutter Gaslight. Island. Yeah. <laughs> Shutter, Shutter Island's a better movie. <laughs> but it's all those things. Gaslight, yeah. If we, you did a mashup of all those movies. That's what that movie is. That's cool. Guest it's, Houses? No. Oh. The stupid movie, uh, The Cure for Wellness. Oh. I, I think you should watch it because it's a creepy movie. Okay. But um and Jason Isaacs is always good. Yeah. Especially when he's bad. <laughs> Which he usually is. It's not gonna be a surprise that he's the bad guy. <laughs> he seems like such a nice guy in real life. I know. Like when you hear him interviewed or yep. like especially talking about the Harry Potter yep. movies, he's like like when he scares the yep. what's his face? Um Malfoy's Tom Felton. Thank you. Yeah. He's like, they oh. call each other like dad and son. Yeah. It's like very cute. I'm like, I like I Jason Isaacs. When he's he like waxes his cane, his cane or something mm-hmm. on, and he's he just barely misses hitting him, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, darling." Yeah, <laughs> like, "Oh, Jason, you're so cute." <laughs> Karen, go ahead, Karen. For those of us who loved My Heart Is a Chainsaw, there is a sequel coming out in July. <laughs> All right, good to know. <laughs> For those who didn't, just put t- put this on the shelf and toss it aside. <laughs> I. <laughs> I mean, that book gave me a stomachache, but <laughs> I'm worried about her. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of what I want to find out in the next book. Well, you, can, I'll tell Katie who's on the train. Okay. For this yeah. sequel. Yeah. You tell me if she's doing okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just need a book report from both of you. <laughs> uh, uh, anybody else read anything good? I did not read oh, anything else this month because I, I kept putting off like, I'm going to pick up the real book. Yeah. I'm going to pick up the real book. <laughs> nope. I well, finished uh, the book I was reading when we were doing our last episode, which was like a different, much better romance novel. Um, <laughs> and it's called One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. And it's a little spicy. So if you, you know, <laughs> don't like the, the steam, then you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but it was a very well-written book and I really enjoyed the characters and everything. So um, that's the only thing that I have also read. I, I like this theme. Um, I started a new book this week. So good. Mm. Octavia Butler, I Octavia E. Butler. I know I was supposed to read her books. Like everybody should be reading her books. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic <laughs> which which book did you read um i'm starting dawn which is book one of the xenogenesis trilogy Ooh. um it's flipping fantastic yeah it's really good cool so i mean highly recommended very lauded author when she was alive but who knew that she was so good because i've tried um like ursula gwynn is another female sci-fi writer eh, not my cup of tea and I gave it quite a while. It was, it was at least that book was not for me. I can't remember which one it was, but Octavia E. Butler, Oof, amazing. I'm gonna read a lot of her, I think. Well, I'm sure Karen has a list. <laughs> I know because I was reading a lot, and then you said um, when we were recording the other podcast, "Oh, you got two weeks." I'm like, oh, I better start. So I did get this one done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so I read a really if you're trying to continue some of the romance but and some of the sad you know hard parts but you know it's good it's called an american marriage by T- um tiari jones that so that one was really good i don't want to go too much an into american marriage an american marriage i um, had enough 
of that just lightly touching on the poor neglected husband in our last one. <laughs> I no, don't know if I can go on that journey th- again. This is not, it's, <laughs> not this like is, that. no, no. Okay. It's, it's not the, it's, they're both on equal footing. All right. Okay. Good. Then I kind of got on a big kick of more steam great. Stephen Graham Jones. So I read Night of the Mannequins, which was a bunch of short stories. It was really creepy and kind of psychotic. And I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as the others. Um, <laughs> did it give you a stomachache? No, I didn't get no. a stomachache mm-hmm. from that. I did finish How Long Till Black Future Month. And I love every bit of it. I wish I could just like, I love, there's so many, each story was better than the other, than the next. And it was great. You got these sound bites. Um, mapping the, into- now th- that was by N.K. Jemison. I did go on to Mapping the Interior by Stephen Graham Jones, and that was really good. Interior being like the brain and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a completely different note, because um, one of our list, one of our regulars recommended Louise Penny's books. It's more crime novel, but kind of like the small town, you know, something happens, someone dies, and how we're going to figure it out. Murder, she wrote. Kind of, kind of, but not sappy. Okay. Um, called uh, by Louise, Louise Penny. And the first one, it started with her first book, Still Life. Still Life being a painting or a, a little vignette. And it was really, it had some great twists. There's some core fans of hers in our regulars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I finished that one and I've already started the second book because I want more. It's, it's not a continuation of the, each is its own thing, but you get to, int- you get introduced to a lot of the main core characters in the first book. And then other people come into this. This town in Quebec is so small that even on a map that has all the smallest towns, it doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, I'm not even sure my 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 GPS will find it. <laughs> That's like all the places when you go up into the Yosemite area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know those little towns. Yeah. Fish camp. <laughs> I know about them too, unfortunately. <laughs> Except I always like strawberry. Strawberry was a great. That one amused me. But otherwise, I don't find them amusing. Um, well, it's Karen's turn to pick. What are we reading next? We're reading a book called The Other Passenger by Louise Candlish. So this is the, the description. It all happens so quickly. One day, you're living the dream, commuting to work by ferry with your charismatic neighbor, Kit, in the seat beside you. The next, Kit hasn't turned up for the boat, and his wife, Malia, has reported him missing. When you get off at your stop, the police are waiting. Another passenger saw you and Kit arguing on the boat home the night before, and the police say you had a reason to want him dead. You protest. You and Kit are friends. Ask Malia. She'll vouch for you. And who exactly is this other passenger pointing the finger? And what do you know about your, and what do they know about your lives? No, whatever danger followed you home last night, you are innocent, totally innocent, aren't you? <laughs> oh, that sounds, sounds spooky. Yeah, yeah. So that is going to be our next book. Is um, she's described as the queen of the sucker punch twist. Oh, so um, no, no, I'm going to be waiting for the twist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me there's a twist. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. it, if it didn't have some kind of twist, it would just be boring. That's so. true. Anyway, so it's one of Crime Read's most anticipated crime books of 2021. All right. Sweet. Oh, cool. By Louise Candlish. Like candle-ish. But with no E. (laughs) Okie dokie. Well, we will meet you guys next month for that. And in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And you can enjoy our regular podcast episode. Comes out the first Monday of the month. And we will also have new classes if you catch this 
um, if you're listening to this, you know, currently ish, um, when that new episode comes out too. So at the beginning of the month of April, there will be new classes, new podcasts, and I think that's about it. So we'll see you guys then. Bye everybody. Bye. Strings Unraveled is a production of Strings and Things Studio with Anne Leckervin Cazzoli, Katie Von Rader Fraker, and Karen Wilmoth. Recorded and edited by Katie Von Rader Fraker. Find us online at stringsandthingsstudio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at Strings and Things Studio. You can email us at stringsandthingsinfo at gmail.com.